Well, hello, and welcome to the best damn lunch and learn ever. I'm your host, Jen Hecht. We have an unbelievable show for you today. I have the brilliant and talented Denise Gosna on the show today, talking to us of how we can work smarter and faster. I'm sorry, I knew I was <laughs> how to grow your business faster <laughs> by working less, All right? Um, and she has this amazing vacation effect I cannot wait to dive into. And because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, and you can, we're gonna talk about this too, is we're all over the place and we, you know, there's time management issues, but also from a dating perspective, because it's a dating advisory board, right? You want to be able to work smarter uh, and faster, right? So you can spend more time with family and friends. Um, so I can, so excited. So let me give you a, a background on Denise. She is the founder and CEO of The Vacation Effect, but she's also a business strategist, speaker, attorney, and real estate investor. So she has her own consulting company, The Vacation Effect, Denise helps busy entrepreneurs who haven't taken a real vacation without a computer <laughs> in years learn the strategies to grow their business faster by taking more time off. Thank, Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, I'm helpful, isn't it? <laughs> I love it. No, but it's true, though. I mean, think about it. You always hear from these busy entrepreneurs. You read about it a lot. They're not taking time for themselves. I don't know how they're not rejuvenating. You know, they feel like they have to maybe I don't know you tell me more than because uh, you know you deal you <laughs> you strategize with these uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs what are what are you seeing out there I mean are you seeing yeah. go ahead no I was gonna say like are you seeing like the burnout like because you're trying to uh, avoid the burnout right um, and it's like a delicate balance between you know work-life balance kind of thing so I'd love for you to kind of share with us like how you created the this effect you know the vacation effect and like what led you to here yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on today. And I was the person you were just talking about until two years ago. You know, I've spent two decades of my working life being that busy entrepreneur, the over overworked person. You know, I started out in corporate America and then I opened my own firm, my own companies, you know, 14 years ago, almost 14 years ago. But I was that person driven by success, like what most busy professionals and busy entrepreneurs are. I mean, I don't know about you, Jen, but as an entrepreneur, like we get so addicted to, and you know, I don't know if addicted is the right word, but in my case it was, yeah. we're so addicted to the success trap that you like you reach one goal you don't even stop a moment and reflect and be like wow that was really cool it's like okay what's my next goal what's my next goal what's my next goal yeah. and then you actually feel guilty when you take time off and so you take your computer with you on vacation or you you take your mobile phone with you and you're still with the office and you're not really disconnected and it's just a really it, it's not the best way to live and right. so what happened with me there were two pivot points with what happened with me one was eight years ago i had a house fire and imagine this, imagine a fireman knocks at your door and says, what do you want me to go retrieve in the next five minutes before your house is ruined by fire and water? What do you go have them retrieve? So that happened to me, you know, eight years ago, June 20, 2011, almost eight years ago, you know, seven and a half. And so when that fireman knocks on my door, what was interesting, Jen, was that I did not have them answer Oh, go get all the fancy artwork on the wall yeah. that I got in Europe. Go get the jewelry in the jewelry drawer. I asked him to go get my daughter's favorite toy. She was five at the time. Oh, my wow. wedding was on the piano from 25 years now, almost 25 years ago. My grandmother's blanket she made me as a child that teaches love and acceptance. The things mm -hmm. you couldn't replace with any amount of money. Mm. And so for me, that was a real pivot point because there I was in this you know million dollar house, this dream house that you know I'd worked my whole life like a, like a slave to buy. And when it was burning, I didn't care about anything but the sentimental stuff that you couldn't replace. 
Yeah. So it made me realize that I was like working hard for stuff that didn't even matter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still like nice things, but right. the difference between, you know, liking nice things and letting it define you and letting it possess you. Does that make sense? So yeah. at that day, I realized so that things have to change. You know, I was doing work I hated just for the money because it paid me so well. Yeah. I was a patent lawyer for large software companies. I was making a shit ton of money doing work I hated. Oh, small problem there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, but you hear those stories a lot, right? And then you're like, you get to that point where you're like, oh my God, I can't even imagine like walking into, I can't put my hand on that door to go into that office. Or I like, I just don't, we'll talk about how you led you to life purpose too. But I think that that's so important. Like, you know, you're, you're going to sentimental. So it's going back to that, you know, human connection, which everyone gets attached if they're constantly working, they don't date, you know, like that's why I wanted to bring that up here or they are connected to the wrong person or the, you know what I mean? They're, or they're not, they don't have their core values in alignment of who they are. And so it's just, it's just very interesting that you say that. And I don't think a lot of people, that's a question I know that people should ask a lot, you know, what, 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 what would you do in that situation? Yeah, what would you go retrieve? Like, pa, you know, I would recommend or encourage everybody to take a moment and pause and ask themselves that question. What would I go retrieve if I could only go back in my house for five more minutes? What would it be? And it's, it's very telling about yourself and your true priorities. Good and bad, like, there's a, you know, it'll tell you a lot about yourself and what really matters to you, whatever that may be for you. And there's no right or wrong answer to that. It's mm -hmm. just and living in alignment with what came to your mind. Me, I was not. So that day, yeah. what happened to me, Jen, was I decided that I wanted to find a way to have a better life balance where I had plenty of time for things, the people that mattered to me the most, the activities that I loved. But I also decided that it was okay to be a successful entrepreneur and somebody driven by wanting, you know, I wanted to have it all. I wanted to have time and money. And so I was like, how can I have both? So I, I started this eight year journey of figuring that out. And a couple of years ago, I actually stumbled onto the secret of making more money by working less. So okay, let's get into that because let's go. Yeah. I got a lot of people that want to know. Yeah. yeah, so I went to this meditation conference two years ago. And I used to always say, someday when I have more time, I'll take Tuesday and Thursday for myself just to be this entrepreneur who can do have real freedom and do whatever I want, whatever brings me joy, like starting new companies or spending more time with friends and family, you know, the thoughts we have about other stuff we'd love to do if we just had a ton of time. Right. So I go to this meditation conference and that's the question that I asked myself when I, you know, they had the meditation facilitator, had you ask a question to your subconscious before you started this half an hour meditation. Oh. And so I'm like, how can I get my Tuesday, Thursday schedule? And then what was interesting, it was like slap in the face during the meditation. The answer I got was, Denise, you're an entrepreneur. It's like like my higher self or God was whispering it in my ear. Yeah. You're a freaking entrepreneur. What are you waiting for? All you have to do is decide right now that that's what you're going to do. And I'm like, huh? huh? And it was so crystal clear. Like I heard the voice in my head. I'm like, yeah. okay, so I don't know where this was coming from. It was my higher self, God, or wherever, yeah. or something wacko part of my body or you know my brain but i'm just going to try it what the heck yeah. i'm going to do an experiment and I, I i encourage everybody here to be have an experimenter's mind yeah because i decided to do a 30-day experiment where i decide okay i'm going to do the tuesday thursday schedule okay you know this was at the time when i had um you know three companies still I, you know they i had my real estate company that my husband and i run we own and manage a lot of real estate in indiana my law firm i was working you know, 50 to 60 hours a week in my law firm at the time. Yeah. And then also my um, consultant, the earlier version of this consulting company that has now become the vacation effect. Okay. So here's where I'm going. You know, so, so, so think about this. 
I decided I'm going to carve out Tuesday and Thursday on my schedule just as a freedom. I now call it a freedom day, mm. which is nothing scheduled just for fun, for whatever I wanted to do that would bring yeah. me joy. So yeah. it was terrifying. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Right. So guess what happened over the 30, 60, 90 days that followed? So I, so I blocked out Tuesdays and Thursdays for myself. So yeah. what happened was all the freaking inefficiencies rose to the top. It's like, you know how when this is where the vacation effect brand comes from. You know how when you get ready to go on vacation, you get a shit ton of work done. Like, and you say to yourself, man, I got like a month's worth of work done in two days. I wish I could do that all the time. Yeah. Well, guess what? I learned that you actually can. You can actually create that into your schedule. And I know we're going to go deeper into that with some yeah. of your other questions. But during this 30-day experiment, what happened was that's I realized that secret because what happened was I blocked out on my calendar, all my calls and all my legal work had to be done on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, because on Tuesday and Thursday, I had an appointment with myself. So that was not an available, available date for people to book calls with me or whatever. I, if they just said, hey, can we chat Tuesday? I said, no, I'm not available Tuesday. How's Wednesday work for you? Yeah. You know, they don't even know why. It's not in no. their business. It's like, how do you have six other calls? You know, Wednesday's better for me or Friday's better for me. Notice today, Monday, I'm doing this call with you because tomorrow's a freedom day for me. I don't book calls on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I remember we, how many times did we have to, you know, we had to reschedule once because of that because yeah. we, we were getting our schedules to jive. It's yeah. okay. I don't compromise on that yeah. unless it's an emergency. Right. But back to the what happened was it was painful for 30 days. Right. Because what happened was I had to start delegating. I had to get rid of shit that I shouldn't be doing anyway. I had to form co-counsel relationships for, with my law firm instead of hiring more attorneys because I had so much work coming in that I didn't want to just give up because I'd worked so hard to develop those referral relationships. Yeah. But it was painful for 30 days, but I didn't compromise. I made a deal with myself. I'm going to do this for 30 days and see what happens. And so at the end of the 30 days, I decided to extend it for 90. And what happened that year was that I grossed the most money I'd ever made in my life while I took off eight days, eight business days per month, plus weekends, you know, for whatever the hell I wanted. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because that is true. Because also, you know, if you've been working in, you know, regular, not not really nine to five, you know, because you know, but if, if if they work more hours, what happens is is that you get into that nine to five mindset. If you are an entrepreneur, become become a work for yourself. You think, oh, I'm not working the certain hours. I must be not working. I must have this, you know, because then we'll talk about mindset too. It goes into that like defeatist mindset of like, oh, you're not working hard enough or you can't do this because, you know, you're not going to get the work done. So well, like, what what were your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on that and how to, you know, different strategy to combat it? Yeah. And it's a common, you know, guilt is a big thing that comes yeah. up with, with me and, you know, it came up with me in the beginning and all my clients where we're so used to this working all the time and that's mm -hmm. you get into the spot where you somehow feel guilty when you take time off and that's why you take your computer or your phone with you on vacation mm -hmm. but uh, it was definitely something that i had to um i had to go through and unlearn like yeah. we've been taught in the american business culture and you know uh in in, in north america in general and there's other parts in the world that have this problem as well where we just grind 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 yeah. grind and you have billion a lot of billionaires out there propagating that notion that you know, no, the world was never changed on, you know, 40 hours a week. Ellen Musk just tweeted that like three weeks ago. Mm. And you know, I really respect him as an entrepreneur. Yeah. That used to be me. I used to think that way. Yeah. So I'm not criticizing that. But like, that's what we keep propagating this notion instead of the notion of the Pareto principle. We've all heard the Pareto principle before, which talks about um, 20% or 80% of the efforts only produce 20% of the results, but that the converse is also true 
that 20% of your efforts produce 80% of your results. So yeah. let's pause and start, think about that for a moment. It's like the 20% of your clothes in your closet that you wear 80% of the time. Yeah. The same idea as that. So that's the Pareto principle that we, most business owners and people, you know, business professionals have heard about before. Yeah. But why is it that we don't live that in practice? Right. We don't actually do that. That's really true. Yeah. You really can get 80% of the results from 20% of the efforts. Why aren't we as entrepreneurs and business professionals living in that zone and only focusing on that? That means you can only work two days a week and get 80% of everything done. You're already doing it, you know, and that actually is true. That's what happens when you're getting ready to go on vacation. You're yeah. forcing the Pareto principle. I call it forced hyper efficiency. Say I you're love that. Hyper efficiency. You're under, you're under the gun to get things done and you do your best work. Right. <laughs> At least you do. Yeah. I was like, and you gotta be organized, you know? <laughs> You got to run carefully. You got to have a plan. You got to stick to the plan, yeah. and you crank it out, and you do it under pressure, and you get it done. And that's yeah. the thing too is that you know the studies are showing now, like you know these these high level CEOs that are not taking personal vacations. They work all their whole, and then now their health suffers, their mental stress suffers. They don't have personal relationships, or they do, they never see their family. You know, so it's like so you got to think of there has to be some sort of median. You know, between the two, and but but I can't stress it. I I remember in college I had um, you know, and I had tennis too. But I mean, I had uh, I had my classes Tuesday and Thursdays, right? And so then I had Monday, Wednesday, Friday off, right? But you're right. Like I had I had to get everything that done. But then I would have like a four day weekend. So when I saw this, I was like, okay, like this is going to be so good because I had to be super hyper efficient to get all my stuff done, you know, and I did. You know, because I think it's it's a mental strategy too. So let's let's dive deep into like how can we create this vacation? Like, what are the steps to start this? Yeah. So you basically just you know start with doing really um, specific scheduling. For me, I use the example of the Tuesday Thursday, but it could be anything that anybody wanted it to be. Like you could do a, a three day weekend or a four day weekend. You know, whatever it is that, that particular professional entrepreneur's goal is. Yeah. But I think it's important that you do something drastic for 30 days. Um, when I say drastic, I mean like two business days if you can, okay. because if you don't continue at two business days um, as freedom days beyond that, there's something magical that happens when you reduce, when you go from 60 to 35 or something, you know, like something enough. If you just cut yeah. out four or five hours a week, you don't really see the difference. Right. That you're not really forcing the hyper efficiency unless you're cramming a lot, a lot less, you know, having to be, you know, you're not forcing Pareto into action. So for me, I recommend, you know, for 30 days, picking two days a week as an entrepreneur. Now, if you're if you're a professional who works for someone else, you don't have as much um, flexibility in that. But maybe right. you can, you know, re restructure your schedule a little bit to where you could do a half day on Friday from home or, yeah. you know, and as long as you got the work done, it doesn't really matter what you're doing. So there are ways yeah. even professionals can do it that work for somebody else. But the point is to do what you can with the structure that you have to work with hmm. to force hyper efficiency to where you've blocked certain things together. Like for me, all my meetings happen on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays mm -hmm. and they're in the afternoon. Notice our calls at noon or later, yeah. my time, <laughs> you know, like in the morning time on Monday, Wednesday and Fridays, that's my production time to get, yeah. you know, focus time to, to focus on tasks, deliverables for clients and other things that I want to do. Yeah. And so like what, and then that really forces me to be efficient versus jumping around. Like if I had a call at nine and then one at one and yeah. one at three, like when am I supposed to get the work done? I'm distracted. I'm jumping around. So, you know, being really efficient in how you schedule your time on those days and then sticking to the, the experiment where during those 30 days, you yeah. don't actually compromise unless it's an emergency. Right. 
you have to deal with it, of course. You right. know, I even have a two hour emergency buffer on my freedom days just to um, make sure yeah. that I can handle whatever might come up that's truly an emergency. I can't wait till tomorrow. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Well, because that's the other thing too is that, you know, people, like, well, I guess you could talk a little bit about what you do, but, you know, um, a lot of people, how they schedule out their day, and you can tell us, like, how um, to better schedule um, when we do, like, by increments, because you know, like, yeah, I'm going to set this for nine o'clock, but then something happens and then it doesn't get done and then it creates a cycle, right? But mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on having this kind of creative time or learning? Because I do a lot of reading, you know what I mean? But I don't have a set, you know I mean? My schedules just depends, you know, during the day. So I'm trying to, for myself, get more hyper-efficient and mm -hmm. to be more productive. So what are your thoughts? Like, do you have like me time? Like, you know, you read for this amount, you get into your creative space, you go out, you take a walk, you you know, whatever. So let's talk about that for, for a few minutes. Yeah. So for me, I do it differently than some entrepreneurs that I work with. Do. Um, so the beauty is there's flexibility. Me, I do those on my Tuesdays and Thursdays because like the, so for me, my definition of what I call the freedom day is whatever brings me joy. Yeah. So whatever brings me joy could be we're starting working, um, you know, working on a new business or working on an existing business, something I never would have time to get around to. Or it can be going to the spa or visiting my mom or family or friends or whatever. It can be any of that. Whatever brings me joy that's not working in the business. Like it yeah. shouldn't be in the in, in the main business. Okay. So I might do I might do a lot of my reading on a Tuesday or Thursday if it's something that really brings me joy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might like that might be a time I work on a new book. It might be a time that I write one of the new vacation effect modules that I'm so excited. It just is pure joy to work on it. It's like it's not work. Right. When it's pure joy. So to me, I, I make a big distinction between work versus play. And for me, play, you know, is what brings you joy. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's not, you know, you're not working in the trenches in the business with the day to day. So giving yourself that creative space as an entrepreneur is so important. Now, some of the clients that I work with, other CEOs and executives that I have been coaching, some of them have a ritual where every morning they give themselves, you know, creative time or time for reading. Mm -hmm. um, or every evening they've built it into their daily schedule in addition to their freedom days. Okay. So for me, I'm so, so much crammed into my three days Yeah. Um, with my three companies that I run. Like, you know, I'm working from, you know, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, yeah. so that I've got my Tuesday, Thursday for me. Yeah, exactly. Just that, you know, if I'm traveling, yeah. that, that schedule has to be adapted. But, you know, I'm working 9 a.m. to 7 p.m., sometimes 8 p.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because for me to have that, you know, now I'll take a break and have dinner with my family and all that. But that's that's the amount of work that it's taken me. So it's not that I'm still not working 40 hours a week or 30. That's like 38, I think, if you add up, you know, nine, nine to six or nine to seven, those three days. But it's way better than the 60 to 70 I used to spend. And I'm getting just as much done. Right. Well, then also because you're putting this kind of schedule, like you said, you're, you're creating that schedule. But, you, but the back end to make sure people know is that you put the processes in place to have these companies run as well oiled machines. Right. So mm -hmm. I, I can't stress en enough that like, you got to make sure it's running smoothly. Like you said, you delegated. So, you know, like things aren't going to you know implode like if you're not there. Right. You know, so. Well, and that's why the 30 day experiment is so you know important. And I cover this in my vacation effect program. That's one of the modules, you know, that I even cover in the curriculum that I coach entrepreneurs through. But like one of the things that I have them do is the 30 day experiment. And then I guide them through how to tweak it and optimize it for themselves. Yeah. But like what's so critical about that process is that you are gonna like realize where you're still too much in the business as the business owner. 
You know, like if you're still booking your own um, flights as the CEO of the company and just can't let it go, well, you know what, it, it helps you realize in order for me to have these freedom days for myself, there are things I'm going to have to let go. That was hard one for me, to be honest, because I have, I'm very picky about it. It's like how to develop rules for yeah. my assistant. And now I still even just have her put the ticket on hold. So I make sure that it's what I wanted. Right. You know, exactly. I say yes, I go ahead and pay for it. But yeah. I even have to let it go, of, you know, booking it without my permission. But I have her book it on hold without my permission. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, that way I can finalize it. Yeah. But yeah, it really is. The 30 day experiment really helps you realize to your point where you're still too much in the business. And whether you like it or not, every business you're going to exit it either when you die or when you try to sell it. So why not try as the business owner to step into the freedom that you went into business for yourself to begin with to get yeah. <laughs> because I think that's what happens. People are like, oh, they get overwhelmed. You're like, oh, I thought I could do that. You know, and they get stressed out and they're like, I'm just going to go back. You know, I'm going to go back to corporate or whatever, however that is, you mm -hmm. know. Um, but I think, you, can you talk a little bit about daily schedules too, like for the vacation, if we got that portion done, but like how we need the other piece to be able to have the vacation effect too. So now, which part do you mean? I'm sorry. So the like daily schedules, like what advice do you have to like set that so we can, you can get all that stuff done. You know, are you, you know, if, is there a certain um, way that you're organizing? Like, like you said, like you're taking the calls on this at this time, but then, so if you could talk about just some examples of how we can become better efficient when scheduling on those on days that we're working to be super efficient. Yeah. So, and thanks for clarifying that. I, so yeah, the first thing is um, either the night before or first thing in the morning before I check email or before I, you know, worry about anything else is I sit down with my planner and my, my task list and I look at, okay, what are the top one or two things that absolutely are critical to be done today? You know, you may have heard of the book, eat that frog, you know, it's like taking the idea of what's the frog, the key frog that I need to eat today. What's the one thing or two things that, absolutely is critical that it be it's the most important that needs to be done. Yeah. And then working on that first, actually blocking out and saying, okay, I'm going to do that one first. Cause that way if, if all shit hits the fan and nothing else happens, I got the two most urgent things done first. So I do that. I put those on my task list first, you know, in the morning, like if I've got that nine to noon or nine to one time for focus time, yeah. well, guess what? those get done first. And then however long they take, they take, and then whatever's left, I work on the other tasks that I had prioritized through until my calls start. So if, if somebody doesn't have calls, then you just keep working through it um, uh, in terms of priority order on, you know, when, when you did your planning for the day, the night before or that morning, you know, you do the most important ones first. It's part of the 80-20 rule. It's like, hey, if I'm, what what is the 80, what is the 20% of the efforts going to produce the 80% of the results? So I do an 80-20 analysis every morning and then prioritize and run it through that filter. That's a good so, idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then you ask yourself, you know, am I going to be able to, you know, do I, am I able to get all of these done in this block of time? And if not, then I have a whole um, checklist that I go through, a time out of thin air. And that's actually something I wanted to mention yeah. that I think people that do the, the freedom session with me, I yeah. have a free freedom session. Anybody who does a freedom session with me where I help you figure out how to do your own, you know, set up your own time schedule, uh, I actually give them my own personal um, productivity cheat sheet or checklist on how I create time. Awesome. But what I do, though, is I look at my my checklist yeah. and I'm like, OK, if I've got 12 things to get done, but I only have six hours to do it mm. and it's like 20 hours worth of work, how am I going to get this done? So I got my little go to list yeah. and I have like 15 things on my go to list on my yeah. checklist. I'm like, OK, is this something I can delegate? 
Okay. Yes, it well, is. That, right. you know what, let's stop there. That's actually brilliant because, you know, mm -hmm. because people like, you know, I mean, I'm a Virgo. I like, you know, like a super like, okay, like I'll just do it myself, you know? <laughs> so, but I think that's the important thing I, as, as I've learned is that I have to delegate like what, what, and so like, talk to us, what is the one website? Um, I mean, I just ask for referrals and certain things. Like I say, you, you play to your strengths. So like, what are you really good at? If I'm going to try to create, you know, some graphic or something that I don't know how to do, but I'm like, I'm not going to spend three hours to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Where I, yeah. I can delegate is a five, like Fiverr. That's what it was. Fiverr. Mm -hmm. I think it was a good one too. Like what, um, what helped you delegate or what, what, uh, let's talk a little bit about more of that delegating. Cause I think that's a huge piece that will help the whole vacation effect <laughs> to get people yeah. to do it. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. So, um, what I actually did yeah. was I realized like, what were the kinds of tasks that I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing? Yeah. And then I put people in place that I paid on a recurring basis to handle those things for me. But I, I prepaid, like I did it on purpose. Like I hired, for example, Design Pickle as a graphic design company. Okay. I wrote him a check or gave him my credit card for an annual subscription where oh. I had pre paid them for an entire year of daily graphic design help. So I'm like, there is no excuse for yeah. me tinkering in Photoshop, even though I know how I enjoy it. You know, if it's gonna take me an hour or two, all I need to do is log into Design Pickle and upload it and I'll have it back the next day from my Filipino graphic designer who's fantastic. That's awesome. I prepaid because I'm like, I already prepaid for this service. There's no excuse. It's like setting myself up for success. Yeah. And it's very affordable. Like they're they're so you know, I that's that's one example. I hired um, a VA, I have a legal assistant, I have a paralegal, I, and my real estate company. We have, I have like a team of 10 people that's that awesome. believe, you know, but you don't have to have as many as I do. Yeah. But like I purposely went out and hired part-time people for the tasks that I kept doing that I shouldn't have been doing. So I already had them like on standby waiting for the next assignment. So there was no excuse for me not to send them stuff. So yeah. I set myself up with an incentive to send them the work. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. Well, well yeah, because, you know, like, um, like when they say like, uh, you know, it's like buying like packages, like, you know, when you go to the gym, or you, like a lot of people, you know, new year, they go into the gym, new year, and they'll buy these packages, they'll prepay for training sessions, right? And mm -hmm. you gotta go. You paid for them. You know, <laughs> That's same idea. That's what I did for myself. Now, not everybody may want to do that or may have yeah. the resources to do that, but it wasn't expensive to do what I'm talking about. It sounds like it is, but it really wasn't because I went with services that are very affordable, and I bought it in the increment that I knew I really needed. Yeah. So, but it, it motivated me because I had prepaid. You know, after I knew it was the right service, I did a 30 day trial to make sure it was the right service, and then I prepaid for a larger chunk of time. But yeah, like that was really motivating for me. But other people, if they don't have that available to them, look for that service that you could do that with, you know, and, and try a few tasks with them and yeah. and then just have it set up to where you've got your go to for four or five kinds of key tasks that you could you could send so that there's no excuse not to delegate. It's true. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Let's, that's a key is delegating. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So when you're, you know, cramming, when you're trying to cram 20 hours worth of work into a six hour block, yeah. you know, I go to my, you know, cheat sheet on or checklist on how do I create time out of thin air? Number one, is this something I can delegate? You know, and then the next thing, you know, I, I look at, okay, um, is this something, if it's not something that I can delegate, yeah. then I have to look at, all right, is there another way to do this? That's even better than what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Maybe I haven't already considered. Right. And then I have this little, you know, ritual of, I, I actually like say, I, I do like a quick little, not like a meditation, but a breathing exercise. Yeah. And then I 
to write down my intention and I say, my intention is to find a, a, an easier and faster way to do this than what I ever thought was possible. Mm. And then I'll turn to the computer and I'll start like looking something up. And it's amazing how many times I'll actually find a better solution than what it was I had thought was going to be yeah. the way to do it before. Exactly. I've had like magical ideas like, why didn't I think of this before? I already have this example I did before that all I have to do is change these five things and then really think about customizing it or whatever the case is. Yeah. Or I'll randomly be searching after I've posed that question to myself. And then like the first thing that'll come up in a Google search result, I'll click and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I needed. It's a template I could buy that does exactly what I was looking for or whatever yeah. the case is. Like just forcing yourself to take a moment and ask for a miracle. Yeah. And being open to receiving it and stating that you're open to receiving it. And then yeah. like seeing where that takes you. And yeah. that doesn't always solve everything to allow you to get the 20 hour thing done in six hours. Yeah. But like it does for me like half the time something magical comes of that. Yeah. It's like in dating. Like you just pray for it. You but I had an intention. Can I please meet someone nice? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Can they have a soul? You know? <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't always work that way, but you you gotta ask and always, you know, and be yeah. be, or be be grateful when it does happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and then there I just keep moving down the list of okay, is that gonna work for me here? Right. Well, and, you know, then there's other things I talked about, you know, eating that frog, doing the first, you know, the most important tasks first, the the first couple of them for the day, doing those first. You yeah. know, taking taking breaks between segments, like every half an hour or so, just taking a five minute break. Like that's that. a good point. Yeah, because you get stuck. I mean, I know I get stuck behind the desk. It's like eight hours later. I'm, I didn't even get up. You know, maybe four times, right? Um, so, so you, so you're saying so work. So, what did you say again? So, take a 15 minute break every hour, at least five. But if yeah, I mean, there's different ones. Like depending on how each person works. Like you know me, I have a different workflow than some people do. Like I might take I might take a break every you know, 45 minutes, but if I'm in the middle of finishing something and I need 15 more minutes to finish it, sometimes I'll just go ahead and finish it and then take the break. break and then take a break after. Cause you don't want to get back into the, if, you, if you're in flow state, you don't want to cut it yeah. off. Yeah. You yeah. Have to play with your own, but finding your own peak state, like there's two different things. There's your own peak state for doing certain tasks, Yeah. which it, which is different than like me, I'm better off at doing, you know, certain types of hyper-focused stuff in the morning but in the evening, it's great for me to do research. I love, like, I, yeah. you know, I don't have to have as much attention and focus. Mm. You know, so you're like finding when you're, but some people are the opposite. Some people might find solitude and focus time at night after their family's gone to sleep or mm. after the TV's been turned off or whatever. So you got to find your own peak performance. Yeah, um, that's but, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But, I like but, but part of what is so important, I didn't realize how much this I did. Everybody's heard this before, but so many people don't do it. I know I was guilty of not doing it. What? Was really being diligent about um, batching the same kind of tasks together. We jump around so much and don't realize it. So like me, like I purposely put all my calls back to back to back all afternoon. I have calls today after we're done yeah. at two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Like back to back with no break, like literally barely, barely time to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But I make it happen and I make it work. Like I'll, I'll, you know, take a bathroom break in between. I'll just make yeah. sure I finish five minutes right. early and tell the person I have another call. Right. But if I, if I had given myself an hour gap in between, I would have not been as efficient as had I done them in batches. Yeah, that's a good point. You yourself like a 30 minute break in between, like literally what can you really do in 30 minutes that's going to be effective? Right.
wouldn't you be better off instead of giving yourself that 30 minute buffer in between each call to book them back to back to back to back? Because mm -hmm. then it forces you to be on point with the people. It yeah. forces you not to run over with the person you're scheduled to talk with for an hour. Yeah. You know, like I know there are exceptions where if the kind of business requires you prepare for the next call, yeah. you know, you have to add whatever buffer and it makes sense there. But my point is that, you know, why add a bunch of extra time as filler time when all you're doing is really wasting that time? Mm. I mean, I can press. Does that make sense? Like I'll have like a five hour block with back to back calls. Yeah. And it's actually really thrilling to go five back to back calls with a five minute break in between enough time to get water and go to the bathroom. Right. Not dilly dallying, you're getting stuff done. Yeah, it gives me also, do you like it though, too? So, like, that's the thing is, like, you know, you and that will we'll, we'll go back to that too, but you enjoy what you do, you know. I mean, right. like, you weren't in the corporate America day, like, you had that, you'd be like, oh my god, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's talking to really cool people that are clients of mine, either through my law firm or my coaching with the vacation effect. And like, I look forward to those calls, but um, you know, but that, that's just one example, though. I'm batching the same kinds of tasks together. Yeah. Like me, um, you know, for uh, an example for my law firm, like I might have a bunch of different infringements for different clients that I need to do or a bunch of different trademark filings that I need to do. Yeah. I'll like have trademark time to work on four different trademarks for four different clients together because there's efficiency when you're on the same website doing the same kind of work. Why not do it across different clients and get yeah. it all in one block instead of working on one trademark for one client, then jump into a copyright, then we're jumping to a contract then jump into an executive coaching call, then jump into my real estate stuff. Like it, it's so disjointed. You're just leaking time. Yeah. Does that make sense? I have a tendency to do that when I'm creating content. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll be like, I'll be working on something like, okay, the Instagram, like the posts, like, you know, cause I do a lot of the graphics too. Cause I told you I'm a Virgo. I like doing it. It's my creative time too. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but what happened is I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle of it. And then I'll go to Twitter. You know, and I was like, you know, so I just have to, and I think by having a schedule, okay, from this amount, like from nine to 10, 11 to, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I think I need that just to keep, mm -hmm. to keep organized because then I'll, you know, I'll get distracted. Right. It's so easy to get distracted. I mean, we're all guilty of it. Yeah. And that's why when I've got my, I'm, I'm like, I'm almost overscheduled in a good way. Like yeah. it's, my whole day is so overscheduled. There's no time for dilly dallying as right. I like to call it. Yeah. But that's because it keeps me on track and I know that's what my freedom day is for. If I want to just little on a freedom day, yeah. That's my prerogative, whatever brings me joy. Yeah. And but, I think yeah. that, that's true because I think people need to take time for themselves too. And I don't think that um because you show up better in relationships, you show up better in your personal life, uh professionally, all the different areas. So I'm just so excited you did this. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, like those are some examples. Like there are like fifteen different ones that I have on my checklist that I go through of just okay. being like, hey, if I need to get this this much done in this amount of time, you know, what do I need to do? And you know, delegation yeah. is the first one to look at because that's if you have if you're an entrepreneur and you have staff you can delegate it to, the yeah. easiest way to get it off your plate is to put it onto somebody else's. <laughs> you want to be able to have everything work well, and then you can just go in there and be like, okay, this is this is my strength. This is what I always joke like. Um, uh, when I was growing up playing tennis, right? So my dad, um, he would have, uh, and just or the specific coaches that were hyper focused on certain areas of the game, right? So like my forehand was my strongest, right? So, but he knew in order to level up my whole game to get my scholarship to play, you know, division one, that I would have to have a specialized coach in, in volleys, serve, mental strategy, all of that. 
you know? And so that's why I said, in order for me to play the best, I needed to have that. That's what I like, you know, you delegate your weaknesses and stay, play to your strengths. Cause I think that's mm -hmm. probably the most beneficial thing that he could have done for me. Cause it taught me that in business too. Yeah. What a, that was great that he did that. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah. he's, he's funny. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I bring with a single dad raising me. So he's just like, okay, like, you know, Let's go. You love tennis. And I think when you say hyper-focus and you have too many things, like give me your thoughts on like businesses that have like 30 products, you know, like, and you're doing 30 different things. It's like, how can you be more efficient, right, go, going forward? And I think that having a, a schedule. Now, do you have any calendars that you specifically like or um, that you use or just any tips of, of how to, to schedule better? Yeah, so I use a Microsoft Outlook. You know, there are a number of different scheduling, but the key is just blocking out the time yeah. you know, in, in, in blocks. So, you know, like me, if you were to see my calendar right now, I would show it to you, but I can't because the client confidential names and stuff on there. Yeah. But, um, but it says like, you know, I, you, you might start with chunks where it's generic, like, okay, might be mine. It might be nine to one focus time. Mm. And then it might say one to five or one to six calls. Okay. Like I'm, my Monday, Wednesday, and Friday might say that, for example, you know, nine to one focus time you know, one to six calls. Okay. So like I might, I block that off on weeks before anything has particularly been scheduled, but that's just like the recurring appointment that I have yeah. where that's blocked off and carved for myself. And then as I end up, I end up changing it to drop in the specific things that need to go in those spots. Mm. So I, when I'm doing my planning the day before or even earlier, if I need to, I'll then fill out what is going to go in that nine to one spot. What are the most important things that need to happen in that nine to one spot? Right. And I'll schedule it. Or if I've promised something to somebody on a certain day, I'll then go put it into a spot on my calendar. That that way I know it's going to get done. Right. If I make a promise to a client that says, you know, I'll deliver you this by this date. Well, guess yeah. what? Two days before I'm putting it into one of my nine to one spots right. and I'm putting however long it's going to take on my calendar as this is what I'm going to do during this window because I promised it to them two days later. I love it. You know that so that does that make sense it's like yeah. starting with the framework of the, the the time blocking and then actually starting to put specific tasks in those blocks and as somebody wants to book a call with you well if you've already got the one to five placeholder for calls you let them know that, okay i've got one two or three available you know which yeah. works for you right. and then you you know you plug in the one that the, you guys have agreed on and now right. you still got other spots available yeah, no, I know that's good because I, I like that you know played your mm -hmm. strengths like whatever in the morning or the afternoon and then right. And then just put the schedule and just in the, I think the key important is there's repetition. So like, don't get distracted, right? Oh, Try not to, to keep, to keep going. Cause then it'll become a habit. Right. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. And that's really, I mean, it, it sounds so simple in practice, but it's counterintuitive and it's not what most people do. Right. So give it, you know, actually try it. It's, it works magic in your life, especially in com it's, there's like a compound effect to that, even if you just did that and didn't even do the vacation effect, the experiment that I talked about and everything else, yeah, yeah. That, that scheduling principle alone is life-changing, even if you don't do anything else I was talking about. Yeah, no, I love that. That's love great. to hear your feedback if you if you put any of that into action, how it works. Yeah, I know, I'm definitely doing it. I'm not, because I need it. <laughs> I like, I mean, like, it's like, it's not what we've been taught. Like, it's it, but we have to iterate through this and there's yeah. nothing like being motivated under pressure with a 30 day experiment or something yeah. else where you've already made an appointment with yourself on a, two other days of the week. And you're like, oh crap, I got to figure out how to get this all done in three days instead of five. Exactly. You know, weekend time is still, it's like family time, it's parent right. time, it's laundry. You know all the other stuff. You know you might check a few emails or whatever, but you, know, you just you can't count on it for productivity. 
Right. You know, it might be, it might not be, but right. just be fun family time. <laughs> but but now, yeah. would you say like any any type of like growth hacking tips that you can share with like to grow your business because you are a business strategist. Like, so what would you give us some growth? Like, how we can grow faster? I mean, I know it has a vacation effect, but on top of that, like, what else can we do in our business um, to help amplify it? Yeah. So one of the things that was cha- life changing for me was when you know it was just in realizing that you, the proper goal setting strategies to use, like there are goal setting, there are goal setting strategies that work and there are goal setting strategies that don't work. And for example, um, whenever you're mapping out, um, you know, like the before, you know, the first thing is to, to of course analyze, all right, what is the 20% of the effort that's going to give me 80% of the results and doing mm-hmm. that first, you know, right. that's like at a micro level. But like at a bigger picture level, when you're actually planning your overall goals for the company, yeah. the problem that you know I was guilty of for years, and I finally found a few goals. I studied every kind of goal setting methodology you can imagine, and I finally found some that really worked for me and made me realize why I wasn't making the progress that I wanted to make. And it's because we like we tend we as, as entrepreneurs and professionals tend to jump around a lot on things that are on our goal list. Like we but we're not actually making a progress on the thing that's going to net the result we're looking for. So I'll give you an example. Um, You know, if you think about, you know, three different ways to reach a certain goal, like you'll increase your sales, right? So what are three different ways you can increase your sales? Well, one of them might be to get referrals from existing customers. You know, one might be to run some online ads. You know, one might be to speak. I'm just giving an example of a random, a random business. So then, you know, ask yourself the question, well, of the, you know, for each one of those three, what are some ways that I could get more referrals from my existing clients? Right. So, you know, what are three ways I could do that? Well, I could send them a letter. I could send them an email. I could call them. So those are three different ways. So then under each of those, it's like, okay, well, what are the next steps if I wanted to send them a letter? What are the next steps if I wanted in, in delegations if I wanted to call them? What are the next steps in delegations if I wanted to email them? So I just took you down one of the trees yeah. of, what are three of the ways I could increase my sales? Okay, what are three ways I could do one of the, you know, you, you actually fill that out for each of, of the options. What yeah. you end up with this is big, it looks like an org chart. Imagine yeah. this org chart, which has these branches. There's this path that has all the different things all the way down to the delegations of what it would look like to do this particular way. There's another branch over here that has this particular way. The problem is entrepreneurs, and I'm hoping you can see this from how I'm using my hands. Yeah. The problem is that when we goal set, we often jump around the org chart. We might be doing a task from over here or a task from over here and a task from over here. And we wonder why we're not making any more sales. Mm. It's because you got to follow it up the tree and do the things that are going to net the result up the tree. Does that make sense conceptually? It's like, I need to jump around and think I'm super busy and man, I'm working my ass off. Why am I not getting the results? It's because I was doing things that were all on the chart that said that, you know, it's all things that needed to be done. Right. You don't do the things that are going to net up the same tree of the thing that's going to produce the results. If you don't do the 12 things that are needed in this chain in order to get to the sales up here, it's not going to net you the result. If you, for example, if you're, if I was trying to increase sales and one of them was the referrals from existing clients over here on this part of the tree, if I do all those steps, it'll actually result in me getting more sales from referrals. But if I'm over here tweaking my Facebook ad and then I'm over here doing a speaking engagement, 
And then I'm over here doing a an email to my existing clients. I wonder why I'm not getting more sales. It's because I'm jumping freaking all over the tree. No. Glad that's great advice. That's what I used to do. So that was yeah. life changing for me was just to realize that you got to have a clear goal setting approach and to like be crystal clear on what steps are going to net the result. It's like two plus two equals four when you actually do it in the correct order and when you're doing the right things. Yeah. So I work that methodology. Like I do that on my bigger picture. Uh, that kind of planning on my yeah. bigger projects. And then I also do it, you know, on the more granular level, like, you know, a particular email might have some subtasks. I, I can then do the tree all over again for the subtasks. But what that lets me do is what's the 80, 20 here, what's the 20% of the effort I can do that's going to get the 80% of the results. And so, you know, this is another thing I, I work clients through this. I give them this exercise and I, you know, I train them on how to use it in their businesses and in their lives as part of the curriculum. But, but I hope that that makes sense. Conceptually. No, I encourage everybody to take a look at their goal setting methodology yeah. and like think about if I'm not if you ever say to yourself why am I not getting results it's probably because you're doing what I was doing you're jumping around you're not doing the things that are going to line actually add up to the net result yeah I think because I think the situation is just like oh because you do you get sucked into doing like 20 different things and you're like what's going on but I'm doing all this work and and, and 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 but it's not not where I planned it to be or not at the stage that I thought it would be at, at this point in time that's great advice yeah, yeah thank you yeah. so yeah so that was life-changing for me you know in combination with all these other things like there's this interesting compound effect that happens when you start doing these different things together and it's how you can go from being you know a 70 hour a week workaholic like I was to you know working 40 hours a week in my business and having more time and you know, continuing to grow. If that's your goal, like not everybody like me now, like the last two years I was, you know, in growth mode for my law firm. And now I'm not in growth mode for my law firm as much as I am in growth mode for the vacation effect. And right. it's like your goals change as your priorities change and your focus changes. And that's okay. Yeah. But you give yourself the space to be able to do whatever, whatever brings you joy. Well, and also, yeah, so we're going to go into that, but, but you already created that weld oil machine on the law side, right? So like, you're going to just replicate the same thing in the vacation effect and then just keep moving. And this is brilliant. I love it. But what, what you're talking about is you importance. And I, we talked about it a lot before is like the importance of living your purpose. Right. So I really want to talk about that um, to give people if they feel like, Oh God, I'm that person that can't open that office door. Cause I feel like my soul's dying, you know, mm -hmm. like, because that what happens is, is um, I feel I mean I've been there before you know with the relationships and like you know and and uh, professionally I mean not so much more it's more personally but uh, so but like how do you like what are your thoughts on um, how can we be, make sure that we're living our our purpose our sole purpose and let's chat about that yeah that's a great question and you know that was a really life-changing moment for me when i finally kind of figured out what i think you know my purpose and our whole everyone on this planet's purpose is you know like i we've all heard different store explanations of life purpose before like yeah. some of them are like okay there's this one thing that you're meant to do on this earth and it, mm -hmm. you, when you were born that you're meant to go do it and you know, I never liked that definition that there's this one thing that I meant to do. And I like to yeah. say it was solve world hunger. And if I don't solve world hunger, that I somehow was a failure in the, you know, in life like that, that really never resonated with me. And what I've really come to my, my own definition of this, um, I believe that our purpose in life is to live in joy, that God yeah. wants us to be happy, whatever that means to us, but that we have unique gifts that bring us the most joy when we're expressing those gifts to the world. Yeah. And so I developed a framework 
And it's, you know, the life purpose framework. And it also includes what I call a power word, which I'll explain what that is. And you got to see a little bit about this in my Camp Maverick presentation. Yeah, last it's year. good. It's and good. I've developed a lot more since then. Thank you. But so, you know, this, um, this notion of your life purpose, it starts with identifying, you know, what are the three things that you love doing that you do, whether anybody paid you or not, that's who you are at your core and you, you shine when you're doing it and you're in great joy when you're doing it. And I'll give an example of me and you're welcome if you want to share any yeah. about yourself. But, you know, for me, I love learning new things. Like I love studying so interesting subjects of anything you can imagine from business to lifestyle, to travel, to religion, to spirituality. Like I just love, I love learning anything. So that, I can't turn that off. I'll always be doing that. So learning, I love helping others and I love taking the complicated and simplifying it for others. I, I can take something super complicated and, and give you a really simple explanation that anyone can understand. And, I, and the part of that is, is problem solving, which I do really well yeah. for my clients. So those are my three. So what, what I believe we each can do is if we, we each can come up with three there, you could have more if, if you wanted to, but I think it's powerful to pick the three that really summarize what you love doing and will do no matter what, even if no one paid you. And then what you do is, you know, I, I then love giving it a name and I call that the power word. What's one word that really summarizes that? And so for my three examples, the learning new things, the simplifying the complicated and, and you know, and then the helping others. Like for me, I, the word that I I'd heard at an event once that somebody else had said, that I'm like, that's it. That's my word. Amplify. Amplify. Yeah, I remember that. Amplify. Yeah. 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 So an amplifier is a piece of equipment that takes in a bunch of noise and it outputs something beautiful on the other side. So like to me, that takes in a bunch of information. I'm learning new things and I'm outputting something beautiful, simple for other people. Yeah. And that, that helps other people, too, because they're getting the complicated simplified. So for me, a power word is, is amplifier. And whenever I hear that, yeah. you know, it brings me joy and you can iterate on it. Like I encourage everybody listening that or to the recording later to go back and think through what are my three gifts that I love doing? And then how can I summarize that in one word? And the, the word that, you know, brainstorm on the words, you may not find the perfect word in the beginning, but keep iterating on it over time. It may take you three months, it may take you six months, it may take you a year to find the right word. Yeah. But what's great about your power word, and I don't know if you found your power word yet, Jen, or if you had worked on it at all. Yeah. But um, Okay, cool. So do you want to share what it is? You don't have to. Yeah, no, I mean, I kind of, it's just like um, passion and light, like, because like, mm -hmm. mine's kind of like a double, like passion, light, like creativity, mm -hmm. um, and like infusing all those, because I don't have just like one, because I'm very passionate about, you know, talking, like reverse engineering, obviously, the dating world, because I like that, because mm -hmm. I think, it, you know, I like going back to your basics, like in tennis, like go back to the basics when it doesn't work, but because I think that if you can create um, it to be very simple, you know, um, for instance, like I'll give you an example because I think I mean this dating advisory board. So let's chat, chat about this for a hot minute because and get your feedback on it too. Because if I can take my knowledge of what I've learned and what I've implemented by taking business strategies and applying those to have a better dating strategy, number one by going back to your core, right? Mm -hmm. Like core values and mission statements. We all have them in business. So when I start to talk about that kind of stuff, of like align your core values so you make sure that you pick the right partner, right? And so like that gets me amped up. You know, like I'm super pumped about that. I'm like, oh my God, this is a revolutionized, like, you know, uh, the dating world because people aren't doing it, especially the millennials. They're like, well, if we're texting, nothing to shut, you know, put down the millennials, but like, this is a pattern that hasn't really been, especially if you've learned it from your parents or 
you know, um, when, when you were younger. And so you're creating these patterns and then, you know, hopefully not, you know, passing, like if it's a negative trait clearly, but you know, um, because I'm like, if you're aligned with who you are and you're good, that has confidence, you're like, this is my non, these are my non-negotiables. These are my core values that I'm looking for in a partner. I will not change it on that. You have a better chance of meeting that right person and having a better relationship. So for me to be like, okay, let's take a situation. If you have negative patterns from the past, let's see how we can reverse engineer it. And then, you know, just like you do in business, Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if there's a problem, like you say, you reverse it. So like that stuff gets me pumped. Mm -hmm. So that's. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is I, um, well, I wonder if the, the word that kind of combines the ones you just said is something yeah. like illuminator what? or illuminator. Illuminator. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It kind of combined two of the ones you mentioned, but anyway, just something to think about. I like but, that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had my light go out, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I look at like pictures, you know, of me, like, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, like, I don't even know who that person is, you know? Yeah. So that's know. When I think of you, I think of an illuminator because you illuminate yourself and you help illuminate the best in others as well, where they then can, because you know, the one that's lit up also attracts the others as well. So something to think about, but that's what I was thinking about as you, as you were talking about your gifts, like yeah. she's an illuminator, but you know, <laughs> what matters is what you think, not what I think. Yeah. Cause you know, with the power word, you want the word to light you up. You want the yeah. word to you know, you're like, yeah, that's me. But here's yeah. what's cool, Jen, is once you have your power word or your draft yeah. power word, if you will, while you iterate to find the perfect one, what I what I use with my power word is anytime I have a new opportunity, a new client, a new company, yeah. a new project, I get to look at it and say, okay, does this let me be an amplifier? If not, if this doesn't let me be an amplifier, then either I shouldn't do it or I should delegate it. Mm. Because, you know, it's like if my purpose in life is to live in joy, right? And joy is being an amplifier. It helps me make decisions with everything that I do. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can never, ever deviate again yeah. and that you can't take on a project that doesn't meet that criteria. Right. But it's really if you're ever in doubt, going back to that power word is really powerful to say. Yeah, Does I love that. I'm going to do that because I still have my, like, you know, I'm going to go through my, I still have my notes from your presentation before. So I'm going to go back through and look to see like what and compare them. You know, so yeah, I've done so much development on this in the last year and, you know, working with uh, entrepreneurs through my program and just, you know, adding more content to it. So, yeah, but, but yeah, so power word was life changing for me as well. And like just this notion of just being okay with the fact that your purpose in life is to live in joy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, God wants for us is for us to live here and express joy and be creators. Yeah. And so if that's our purpose, then why not have a word that encompasses when we're enjoy the most, what it is we're doing when we're enjoy the most and using yeah. it as a frame of reference to then to decide and judge what tasks we want to work on, which ones we don't. And even if you work for someone else, like I know a lot of your audiences, a lot of people in your, your mm -hmm. audience do, which is totally fine. I did for 10 years, you know, 15 yeah. years. Like you can still think of it. Am I in the right career that lets me do this? Right. Does it let me be that person? And if not, maybe I should change jobs or look for ways within the current job to do more of those things and, right. and try to, you know, be, be I mean, sometimes it maybe requires you to transfer to a new position in the same company. Right. So it's just it's, it. it's a useful frame of reference. I love it. <laughs> oh my God, this is so good. Well, okay. So I cannot believe that was an hour. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. I know. I know. It's such good information. I'm like, oh, because I love research. I, you know, I love it. Like, you know, just learning and like absorbing everything. So, so how can people get in touch with you? Where can they get the vacation effect? How can they download productivity shows? So let's talk. How can they get in touch with you? 
Yeah, so um, the best way would be they can send me an email at denisegosnell.com. You, you'll provide that to them, spell yeah. it for them as well. Denise, G-O-S-N-E-L-L at vacationeffect.com. And just mention in the email to me that you heard my interview with Jen because then I can give you you know, some extra little perks and take care of you because she's my friend and I want to take care of her people. So yeah, so make sure you send that and mention that to me. And then I'll I'll send you the info on where to get the, the growth hacking cheat sheet. And if you're interested in doing one of the freedom calls with me that I mentioned that's free, it's a way that I help add value to people. And you know, I'll give my time hacking checklist that I mentioned after the freedom call. And then you know, I also, as part of it, after I help you figure out kind of how to hack your own time, I'll tell you how I work with clients, if that's something that the people want to know more about. And if not, that's great. I want to have added value to their day. And and I'm telling you, everybody, you need to take advantage of that because she is so smart, funny, and a lot of great. I mean, we just, we just gave you a little taste of how much knowledge she has. Uh, so, but I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much, Denise. Um, it was a blast. And I can't, I'm going to get back and we'll, we should do like a 30 day follow up. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. So then, so I'll do my 30 days and I can show you. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Cause I have a couple things that I want to do on my free days. <laughs> wow, yeah, I look forward to hearing how it goes. And now, now let me let you and let for anybody else who's on here, you may feel a little guilt set in. It's yeah. normal to feel a little guilt because you're unlearning a bunch of brainwashing from many years of the way our business culture is structured. That's okay. Yeah. Just give time, 30 day experiment. Do this people. Let's yeah. go. Come exactly. on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. All right. See well, thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. See ya. Thank you. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.